Hi again, I'm Melanie Hirshhorn, the digital content creator and marketing strategist and coach for women business owners. And welcome back to another episode of VIP Access. VIP stands for Visibility, Impact, Profit. And this podcast will get you inspired and fired up about content creation and marketing yourself and your brand. Each week, you'll get marketing and mindset strategies, actionable tips, and the motivation you need to land more clients, nurture your leads, and position yourself as an expert in your industry. We also go behind the scenes with powerful women in business to discuss strategies, messaging, and more. My mission is to empower you to stop spinning your wheels and to make your mark with your marketing. Ready to wow your ideal client and create a community of raving fans? Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, I am so excited to talk about storytelling today because storytelling is really going to be woven in every single thing that you write. Everything that you create, everything that we do really needs storytelling in it, which is why I wanted to talk about adding storytelling into your content. Why are stories important? People remember stories. Stories have been passed down since the dawn of time. So when people are talking about their family history, they're talking about something else in history, they're relating something that happened yesterday, it's always told in a story. It's not told in point form with bullets. That is how we remember things. I mean, when I was in history class in high school, I had a teacher that changed the way I saw history because I thought it was just a series of memorizing names and dates and, you know, when this battle started and when that battle ended and who the generals were. And I thought the history was so boring. But this man, one day, I was—I remember I was looking down at my binder and I looked up and he was standing on my desk and he was orating just like the man that we, were, we had just been talking about in the history class that we were in. And I was just so amazed and just astounded. And all of a sudden, it's like it leapt off the page and seared into my memory. And that's the power of storytelling, is that leap off the page, sear into your memory. Stories have morals, they have lessons, and those stick with us. We all know the story of the boy who cried wolf, because you know what happens when you cry wolf. It's a much easier way of getting your message across because people are going to remember what that moral or that lesson is. We relate to stories. We picture them in our mind's eye when we're reading them or when we're hearing them. They just have this incredible ability of staying with us. I can't remember names and dates of things, but I can remember the stories of what happened. I want to talk about something called your brand's story. There is a fantastic book that I have read and I have loved, and it's by Donald Miller, and it's called Building a Brand Story. If you haven't heard about it, it's such a great, easy read, and I just kind of want to talk about some of the strategies that he mentions because they really, again, stuck with me. 
So when we talk about your brand story, these are kind of the elements of it. Your character has a problem. This problem is really bugging them. Then your character meets a guide, somebody who's going to help them with this problem. That guide provides a plan. That plan is a call to action. Then your character avoids failure and has success simultaneously. Who is this character? This character is your ideal client or customer. And they need to be the hero of their story. I'm going to say that again. Your client or customer needs to be the hero of their story. Your brand story is not really about you. You're the guide in the story. Your brand story is how your brand will help the main character, which is your client or customer. When you are trying to figure out what your brand's story is or what stories you should be telling as part of your brand, you want to answer these three questions. What does your ideal client want? What do they want? Remember, your ideal client is the hero in this story. Stories about them. They're the protagonist. Number two, who or what is stopping your ideal client from getting what they want? And number three, what will your client's life look like if they do or they don't get what they want? When you're telling a story like that, that's really going to resonate with your ideal client because they're going to see themselves in this story and want to buy what it is that you're offering. What kind of stories will really resonate with a potential buyer? There are so many, but I want to give you a list of a few that you can really sit and work through. And I know that as you're writing this down, stories are going to pop into your head. And I'll tell you something that I do when I'm planning to write a speech. I put down the bullets of what I want to talk about. And then I think, okay, what happened in my life that I can then talk about right afterward or right before that's going to lead into the next bullet point? So when you weave these stories throughout a speech, it makes it seamless and you don't lose the people because you're not just lecturing them. And I think that's what makes some of the greatest teachers in the world. They have the ability to teach through story. What kinds of stories will resonate with your audience? A personal story to you from your past. Those stories, they eat them up. Everybody wants to know a little bit more about the person that they might work with or the person they are working with. You present yourself as who you are now, but maybe you can go back. Maybe there's a story from your childhood that kind of shows why you are doing what you do now or why you are the way that you are now or a way that you're not now that you were then. Number two, the stories of triumph over adversity. Those are probably the most popular ones. You know, anytime you're online and somebody's saying that they're a guru of this and that and the other thing, they say, well, I started out, I was living in my car, and now I'm living in a mansion and I have 10 cars. The story of triumph over adversity. And, you know, these also can be stories of survival, stories of physical, emotional, spiritual awakenings, Another one that is completely on the opposite end of the spectrum is a moment in time. 
Moments in time also can have a much greater impact, like when you have a conversation with your spouse and you realize that they've been feeling a certain way all this time and you didn't know, and it was just sort of a toss-off conversation at the dinner table. Or maybe you're talking to a friend and they tell you something that you didn't know about. There are also ones that elicit nostalgia in your ideal client, because nostalgia is a big deal. You know, how often do companies pull out those really old commercials trying to trying to sort of elicit what it was like when you were watching TV when you were a kid? Or how about the explosion of TV shows and movies rebooted from the 80s and the 90s? I mean, those things everywhere you look, we've got Karate Kid on TV again. That's crazy. That's again, nostalgia. So number four would be stories that were told to you, that maybe the person saying it, they were just telling you something, but what they said had a profound impact on your life. Number five, stories of mentorship. All of us in our businesses are here to serve. We're also experts. When we talk about how we have been mentored by others, that can show our ideal customer or client that we're not afraid to invest in ourselves. And that they too should be investing in themselves by investing in you. Stories of suspense will keep your audience attached and hanging on to your every word because they want to know what's going to happen at the end. We can't help it. We're naturally drawn to suspense and we're so curious and we're nosy. So play on that and use that. The last one I want to talk about is stories that don't actually exist. So they're ones that you make up. I will give you an example of one that I used the other day. I was just sort of on a roll. And as I was talking about it, I actually started to feel sad. I started to feel emotion. And I knew that I was the one making up the story as I went along. It really can have an impact. So I was talking about this woman in a workshop and how her ideal client is a single mom whose credit is bad and she needs to bring up the credit. And I was talking about her ideal client's pain point. And I said, picture a single mother. She's just put her two kids to bed. She's had a long day working her two jobs. It's dark in her home. She's lying there and she can't sleep because she's worrying about how she's going to pay the water bill next month. And there is not going to be any running water in her home. Worse, she's also worried that they're going to be evicted. And when I told that story, I thought, oh my gosh, this woman, I just made her up in my head, but I'm feeling so sad and so concerned and compassionate toward her. When you talk to your ideal client, you say, well, imagine what your life would be like if that was no longer a problem. So you paint the picture of the pain points and then paint the picture of what life could look like once those problems are solved in story form. How to weave stories into the different elements of what we do. When we want to weave stories into our emails, it's always a good idea to start with the story because the story acts as a phenomenal hook. And the hook is is another word for the lead or what grabs their attention, hangs on for dear life. After you start with the story, you then paint that picture so that they can see themselves in this story. Maybe it's a story about you but you know it's going to resonate with your ideal clients. Maybe it's a story about your client or your customer and a success that they had. But again, your ideal customer or client needs to be able to see themselves 
reflected back through this story. When you're literally typing out the story, don't hesitate to use good details, to use italics, to use bold fonts in certain places, things that you really want to jump out at the person reading it. And then you want to make sure that that story helps to lead them into your call to action. Whether that call to action is to purchase something, or it's to read your blog post, or it's to get a ticket for a summit that you are holding, you want to make sure that there's a good natural progression between the story and the ask. Now, adding stories to your blog posts, that's a little more fluid. So it can really be at the beginning as a hook, in the middle to keep things moving nicely, or at the end to pack a punch, and it'll be effective no matter where you put it in. Because people are there to read the blog, and if the blog is going to be a how-to, then they're there to get all the how-to points. So you want to use your stories to prove a point. You can use them to add excitement, especially if the topic is not so exciting. You can use them to kind of drill home a feeling, an emotion that maybe your sentences can't evoke as well as a story could. And they'll also make what you're writing about much more memorable. Because as I mentioned at the top, we remember stories. So how to incorporate stories into your social media captions? It's similar, but on a much smaller scale. If we talk about Instagram or Facebook, stories work very well in your captions. And a story can be on the longer side, too, because the story's going to be that hook. It's going to draw somebody in. They're going to see the photo, and then they're going to see your story. As long as you have a great lead, they're going to keep reading. And sometimes, when people see that it's a longer post, they can't help but want to read more. And it'll also get them to stop scrolling. You know, you picture somebody with their phone, and they're scrolling, 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 and then they come upon a story. And if you start it off in an enticing enough way, you will have them stay there. And stories also are great in your videos. People don't want to necessarily watch a video where you say, so first do this, and then do this, and finally do that. They already fell asleep watching the video I just told you. (laughs) But if you illustrate your point with stories in video, they may be watching a talking head, but they're seeing the story. Selling is really about emotion. You get somebody to emotionally want it, and then they figure out logistically how to get it. We are emotional beings. That's what really drives us. Yeah, sure, we're rational. Of course we are. But what really drives us is our emotions. So the best way to tap into those is with storytelling. So I would really recommend that you get just a notepad. Just start to jot down some of the stories that have happened to you in your life that you know are good stories that you can sprinkle in when you're talking to potential clients or customers. You can sprinkle in if you're a guest speaker somewhere. Sprinkle them in in your blog posts. Sprinkle one in in your emails. Have a list of them. I actually have a list of my stories right next to me in case I think, oh, this one would really help illustrate my point. 
because since time began, stories are what bind us together. You've written a book, now what? If you're ready to implement a simple content marketing strategy to create buzz around your book and your brand, schedule your free sparkles and strategy call with me, Melanie Hirshhorn, at contentstrategycall.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of VIP Access. We can't let the fun end here. To find out how engaging your content is, take the content quiz at mycontentquiz.com. Plus, you're invited to join our private Facebook group at vipdigital.live slash community, where you'll get live trainings and other great tips all about digital marketing. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. This tells iTunes that you found the show helpful and they'll share it with more women business owners just like you. Thank you so much for listening.